1: Hello and welcome here to this special edition of a Husker Online live chat. And uh, Sean Callahan here for HuskerOnline.com as we're going to get a chance for the next half hour to go one-on-one uh, with Nebraska's new quarterback edition, Casey Thompson from Texas. But before we get to that, this interview is brought to you by uh, Sandhills Global, powered by ABM. If you have equipment to sell, sell it at auctiontime.com. But let's get right into uh, what everyone wants to hear. Uh, let, let's hear from Casey Thompson. First of all, Casey, welcome to Nebraska. I know you just got here. Uh, you, you just got moved in. Was it yesterday?
0: Yes, sir. I just, I just got here. Um, yesterday was my first full day and today was my second. So uh, I've been running around doing testing meetings uh, with football and academics. Um, so I just came from there and uh, just got seated. So, but yeah, it's, it's fun to be in Nebraska. And uh, like I said, I'm excited for the opportunity.
1: Well, yeah, let's get into the the process for you because, you know, this today was probably the first time you've got to meet a lot of people in person. Um, you had to come up here and kind of do your own drive-around tour of Lincoln, um, and then you committed to Nebraska. You've obviously talked to the coaches. Uh, but what was the process like for you uh, to become a commit to Nebraska and then obviously getting to see people and meet people today for the first time? Um, the process uh, for me, you know, it started – uh really it started right after
0: the season ended so week 12 we played around thanksgiving and then uh i took about two weeks to you know kind of reflect on the season and evaluate some film and then uh, i kind of had a list of schools that i put together and uh nebraska being one of them um you know and then once uh, i saw that adrian martinez you know confirmed that he was transferring out and uh i figured that nebraska would be an option that would be on the table so um I uh, I decided to uh, put my name in the portal and basically see what was out there, and uh, I've talked to Nebraska every day since then. Uh, I entered on December 16th, uh, right after signing day, of course, and um, Nebraska and I have talked uh, pretty much every day uh, through the whole process. I've talked to Coach Frost, and I've talked to Mark Whipple, and uh, really, I think Mark Whipple and his passing game, uh, his offense, and his experience, uh, you know, his but he did with Kenny Pickett at uh, Pitt, and you know he's worked with Ben Roethlisberger, so he has some uh, you know pro pass concepts. And then Scott Frost uh, has a great run uh, run game, and I like his um, offense as well. And um, you know I've had familiar I've had familiarity with uh, Scott Frost. He recruited me back at UCF, and uh, I actually followed him when I was a kid. I was a huge fan of his offense uh, from Oregon, so that's kind of what led to my decision. And then obviously the quarterback situation.
1: Yeah, and you grew up the son of an Oklahoma Sooner. You were the starting quarterback at Texas. Do you have any idea what that means in Nebraska? Because before Nebraska joined the Big Ten, obviously uh, those were the two rivals of Nebraska, Oklahoma, and Texas. And and uh, you're you're coming now into Lincoln as a Husker.
0: Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's a lot of people have actually messaged me and asked me about like you know why. I bet you Casey Thompson's dad Charles is throwing a fit right now. with Casey Pick and Oklahoma's rival schools, Texas and Nebraska. But uh, honestly, it's, um, these are situations and uh, it's a situation that fell on my lap and uh, it was almost too good to turn down. And so, you know, sometimes you don't know where life will take you. And uh, I'm just blessed and fortunate to be in the position. And I think that um, you just have to really look at it from a business and opportunity uh, perspective instead of like, you know, just the logos and say, hey, uh, growing up as a kid, if someone told me you're going to grow up in Oklahoma city and you're going to play for Texas and Nebraska, I would have been like, you're crazy. But uh, here we are. And uh, I'm excited.
1: Well, let's talk about Mark Whipple. Uh, Cause it feels like he played a big factor in this for you. Uh, what did you like about Mark Whipple? What what really intrigued you about his offense as you started to study really particularly what he's done over his career, but even this past year uh, at Pittsburgh where they won the ACC. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I actually didn't know
0: a whole lot about him until I started to do a lot of my film study. But uh, I, I watched uh, Kenny Pickett over the last two seasons, uh, obviously not knowing, uh, you know, who Mark Whipple, Mark Whipple was or what he was about. And then once his name started to emerge, um, I started to watch uh, their film and their past attempts. And uh, this past season, 2021, he was top three, um, you know, top three quarterback in the country and Mark Whipple had a top three offense. Um, At Pitt, they had Kenny Pickett was in the Heisman race. They also had uh, Addison, the wide receiver, won the Belindicoff Award. And so it's an offense that spreads the ball around. And uh, for me, I was very interested because uh, they threw the ball, you know, up to 55 to 60 times in one game. And then um, the the least amount of pass attempts that they had was 28. And so 28 to 60 pass attempts as a quarterback is obviously that's amazing. And so uh, that's what attracted me to Mark Whipple. And then just... Um, you know, doing my research on him and kind of talking to him. Uh, you know, he's all about football. He's real old school and uh, he's really to the point. And I, I
1: definitely appreciate that about him. So, We're talking with new Nebraska quarterback recruit Casey Thompson from Texas, came from the transfer portal, uh, has two years of eligibility. This interview is brought to you by Sandhills Global and powered by ABM. If you have equipment to sell, sell it at auctiontime.com. Um, Casey, you know, talking about the transfer portal, when when you went into the portal, especially as a high-profile guy, a former four-star recruit, um, a Texas starting quarterback, what was it like for you? I mean, how overwhelming and how many teams came out of the woodwork? Uh, give us an idea of just kind of what that process was like. And besides Nebraska, who were the the other teams that really seemed to be pretty serious about you?
0: Um, I mean, like I said, once, you know, going into the transfer portal obviously is a big step, you know. And uh, you have to make that decision knowing that you may not be able to uh, return to your current team, most likely are not going to return, and so you know that you're open to transfer. And so that was the biggest step for me. Um, But once I made that decision, um, I just – I took – my mindset was I was going to make a decision uh, and commit somewhere after New Year's, kind of in the first week of January after the bowl games. So that was my timeline all along. Um, You know, so in the middle of December I decided to – I said, hey, I'm going to take the first two weeks, uh, enjoy Christmas with my family, travel a little bit, get on the phone with some coaches, get on the Zoom calls, uh, get to know some people and do my research and be able to, film, uh, you know, study some film. And then uh, after the first two weeks, there were like, you know, 20 to 30 schools that I reached out. But like I said, I kind of had a list um, in the back of my mind and and I wrote them down And Nebraska was one of those schools. Um, I think for me throughout the whole process, you know, being in college four years, playing for, you know. Two to three different offensive coordinators and three head coaches, um, and uh, this being, you know, the fourth offense that I'll have to learn. I've definitely learned a lot as a person, uh, as a player, but most importantly, I've learned a lot about the business of college football. Uh, a lot of the things that people don't get to see behind closed doors. And being in the transfer portal as a quarterback in this day and age was really crazy. Uh, just talking to some of the quarterbacks around the country, like Spencer Rattler, Kayla Williams. Uh, I talked to Dylan Gabriel. I called Adrian Martinez. You know, these are quarterbacks that picked up the phone and talked to myself and kind of just hearing what the coaches are all telling us is sometimes it matches up and sometimes it doesn't, you know, but there's a lot of stuff that people don't know that goes on behind closed doors and just to keep the integrity and and be professional about it. I try not to, you know, say too much about what goes on in these programs, but it's been a lot.
1: Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So you've actually talked to Adrian Martinez, Ebert. Yeah, I, I called him as soon
0: as I went in the portal and then I called him. <laughs> I, it's not That's hard. Right. I contacted uh, someone who I knew that went to Nebraska, a student, and I said, what's agent's number? And they said, why? And I was like, we have to talk about football. And then uh, sometimes I'll just go on Instagram and contact one of these players. You know, Usually I, I have a prior relationship with, A lot of quarterbacks around the country, uh, whether that be college or NFL, but for Adrian, I had had not talked to him in a few years. We were in the same grad class coming out of high school, so I kind of knew who he was from the camp circuit. But, yeah, I just reached out to a student at Nebraska and said, what's Adrian's number? And then I texted him, and he called me, and we talked for a long time. And
1: I talked to people who also went to Nebraska as well uh, in the past. So, do you guys kind of say, okay, where are you going? Where are you going? Like, this is what I'm like. You guys have to own because it, it is strategy. You got to find the right fit. And you yeah. a pretty cool but, of guys this year.
0: Yeah. And I would say most people are respectful, but not everybody's your friend. So, you have to be careful about, hey, where are you going? I'm thinking about going to these schools. What are they t-? like? You can't always ask that. I just simply said, hey, you know, good luck. And I told them that, um, that I was interested in Nebraska. And I said, I've asked every player that has played here in the last few years, I say, what do you like about Nebraska and what do you not like? You know, what did you like about the coaching staff? What do you not like about the state? What do you not like about the campus? What do you like about it? You know, what are the pros and cons? Because I don't know. And uh, Adrian told me, he said, uh, he said, it's a good school, really good fan base. Uh, he said it was just time for him to move on. He, w- he needed a fresh start. Um, and then he said that that's all it was for him, but he had nothing bad to say about Nebraska. And then uh, I picked up the phone and called a few of my other friends who played here as well, uh, just to make sure, you know, everything um, was good and it matches up with what the coaches are telling me. And then uh, I knew that Adrian also was a grad student like me. So I actually asked him about, you know, some of the courses that he took at Nebraska because I'm interested in getting my MBA, uh, Masters of Business. And that's actually what I've been doing all day today. I've been sitting down with the academic staff trying to figure out if I want to get into a Masters of Business or like a a master's of science, um, because my credit my credit hours from UT, uh, some of them transfer over to Nebraska and some don't. So I've been kind of dealing with that all day.
1: Yeah, you know, and speaking of former Huskers, you'd played for Tim Beck at Texas. I believe he was involved in recruiting you at um, Tom Herman. Did you talk to Tim Beck at all or anything about Nebraska since he was here for seven years?
0: Yes, when I first entered the portal, I basically – you know, schools were calling me and texting me because I put my phone number down as a contact information. Uh, next time I'll just probably put my email. But uh, coaches were contacting me and once Nebraska reached out, I just, I called Coach Beck because Tim Beck was here for, I don't know, five to 10 years in the 2000s. And uh, he coached here and we talked about Nebraska for hours on the phone um, during my process of trying to pick a school and then last week Uh, Once I or two weeks ago, once I committed, he called me and was telling me, here's where you need to eat. Here are the coaches. (laughs) Just telling me everything about Nebraska, people that I needed to get acquainted with and the places I needed to eat. And um, so he he really liked it. I've um, I've heard a lot about Nebraska over the years from my dad, obviously um, him playing against Nebraska and the OU versus Nebraska rivalry. He played in the game of the century, 1987. Number one versus number two team, so my dad's told me a lot about nebraska and uh he has former uh he has players that were former uh friends that were former players here and uh my dad actually is very close with mickey Joseph, the wide receivers coach here in Nebraska who also played quarterback at Nebraska in the nineties and uh and so that's kind of where this all
1: came about. Well, we've got a lot of questions, about 500 people right now watching live as we talk with Casey Thompson here. It's his first interview he's done uh, since he's come to Nebraska. And I want to get to this first question. It's from Andy Harris. He wants to know, Nebraska plays Oklahoma this year. Are you going to be able to throw uh, for five or six touchdowns again versus sooner? Uh,
0: you know, I can't make any promises, but if I'm on the field and I'm playing against uh, OU in week four, then uh, I'll promise that I'll do my best and that uh, – I'll put up some numbers. Um, Honestly, five or six touchdowns is not enough to me because I'm trying to break my record. I threw seven touchdowns against Kansas, so hopefully one of these games I'll end up throwing eight touchdowns. So I'm going to try to get as many as I can and whatever it takes to win for sure.
1: What about just another question here from Levi? For you to play OU again, I Mm -hmm. mean, is that exciting for you just because obviously you guys had them and came up short last year in that dramatic game? Um, for you, I'm sure it means probably a lot to get another shot at the Sooners again in uh, 2022.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited. And uh, honestly, I forgot to mention this, but what led to me making a decision to come to Nebraska was that it's a big football school. You have all the support and resources that you need uh, on and off the field and you get to play in big time college football games. And so uh, having the game against OU and being able to play against the Big Ten teams, uh, I'm definitely excited about that. You know, you get to play Northwestern and Oklahoma, and then you get to play teams like Minnesota, um, you know, Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan. So, you know, getting to play OU Week 4 and then being able to play at Michigan in the big house, I'm looking forward to those games as well because it'll be an exciting opportunity for me to explore a new part of the country that I'm not used to. All
1: right, we got a question here from Trey Loper. He wants to know, have you had a chance to talk to – uh, Nebraska's wide receivers. Have you looked at some of the guys they've added that they return? He thinks that it's a pretty underrated group uh, with a lot of potential.
0: Yeah, the wide receiver group. Um, so when I say that I do research uh, on schools, obviously I, I research the offensive line, the current players that are on the roster, the players that you know are re- going to be returning. And so uh, the two that stand out to me in the wide receiver room is Omar Manning and Xavier Betts. Um, those two players are for sure. Uh, go-getters, I think they're dogs, and uh, I've got a chance to be around them. So those two players, and then we add Trey Palmer, who transferred from LSU, um, you know, recently he just committed, and uh, he actually is on campus now. And uh, those three guys, and then, uh, you know, we added a transfer from Mexico State, uh, and then, uh, you know, we have some upcoming freshmen. we got the, the coldest uh, coming in as a freshman, and then we also have some players uh, here on the roster that played last year. Uh, who I, haven't got, I haven't got a, a whole lot, a the chance to be around them a whole lot. But I think that the wide receiver room actually may be the strength of the team this year, uh, along with the tight end group. You know, you got Travis that's returning. I think he's the NFL tight end. And uh, we also have, uh, you know, a couple of freshmen that, you know, that played last year that also will be a significant uh, help to the team. So I think the tight end and the wide receiver group actually will be probably the strength of the offense.
1: Now, Casey, February 28th is the first day of spring practice. And I know we talked briefly about it last night. Uh, you injured your thumb, played through that last year. Um, how is that thumb? Kind of where are you at picking up a football, throwing a football? Uh, when will you be comfortable kind of turning it loose?
0: Yeah, so uh, it, it has been exactly eight weeks since I um, have thrown my last football. Uh, I threw it, I threw obviously my last pass in week 12 against Kansas State um in austin and uh, i haven't thrown a a real pass since then um, because i have been doing a lot of rehab and treatment and just trying to let it heal and i know we talked about this last night you know i'm not i'm at a place to where it's almost fully healthy but uh, i've talked to the coaches and the the medical team here we just want to have their doctors and their uh you know physical therapists get a chance to look at my thumb do their own mris and x-rays and uh i just want to be medically clear before i start to throw every day because once I start, I'm not going to stop throwing. I'll, I usually throw every day in the off season, just about. And uh, this is the longest that I've gone without throwing, I think, since I started playing football at the age of four. So it's definitely been hard for me. But um, I was really excited last week to pick up the footballs and load them in my car, uh, just getting a chance to feel them and uh, spin them a little bit in my hand. But, no, I haven't thrown a, a real pass in eight weeks. And uh,
1: I'm going to get an MRI and X-ray uh, as soon as possible when I get cleared. the next couple days now will you be able to run and lift or like like as far as conditioning like kind of what's your outlook look for that side of the game yeah i'll still be able to train i've been training um i
0: still run i still lift uh i still study film i'm able to you know obviously study my playbook i'll still be able to do all my footwork that i need to do um still be able to work on my shoulder mobility you know do my strength exercises that i need for my uh my shoulder joint and uh so I'll still be able to do all the work that I need. I just I just haven't thrown a, fat, a, a competitive pass because I just want to be careful and I want to get cleared by the Nebraska doctors first, um, and they're kind of let me take it at my own pace as well. So
1: now you obviously played at Texas. Um, somebody had a great question. Mark Whipple, coach Colt McCoy. Have you talked to Colt McCoy at all? Do you know Colt McCoy? And and did you ever ask about Mark Whipple? If you've talked to him before?
0: Yeah. So I actually did find out that uh, Coach Whipple. Coach Colt McCoy, but I didn't. Um, I haven't talked to Colt
1: myself about it,
0: but yeah. Um, Colt and I are, uh, I would say we're you know decent friends. Uh, he reaches out to me uh, throughout the year and uh, he's text, texted and called me before, obviously when I was at UT. And then uh, a lot of people actually don't know that my brother and Colt McCoy played on the same team. They were both backups um, for the oh, Washington. Wow. Yeah, they were at the Washington football team uh, for a few years. In 2016 and 2017, so my brother and Colt have a pretty good relationship. And uh, he uh he's always – in the offseason, Colt spends his time uh, back in Austin and, and in Texas, so I was able to be around him a lot in the offseason.
1: Now this is kind of an off-the-wall one here, but uh, Austin wants you to say, can Casey do the horns down now for Nebraska fans now that you're not a horn? And I'm like, I don't know, but he's going to be comfortable doing that. He's, he's uh, just played Texas. That. Uh, I
0: actually just – I just left there probably I don't know a week ago, so you may have to give me some time on that. But <laughs> I still have a lot of respect uh, towards the Longhorn brand and my teammates uh, and the former coaches. So obviously, I want to be respectful. But uh, if we ever have to play them, or you know, like I said, if time goes on, then then maybe. But right now, definitely not
1: comfortable doing that in the interview. Just looking looking through uh, the questions here. Point is planning on using. Guy wants to know, and, and I know this is a hard one too, Levi said, are you planning on being here two years? Would you like to be able to have just one and move on, which would be your fifth year? Um, obviously, it's kind of a hard thing to, to know right now until you know how 2022
0: goes. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. I would like to take uh, one year at a time, and uh, when, the opportunity, when the opportunity presents itself, if it's the best decision for me and my family to, you know, for me to declare a NFL draft and move on after this season, and. Uh, that'll come when the time is right, but um, you know, as of right now, I'm just trying to take it one year at a time. And uh, when I committed to Nebraska, um, the staff and I, did, you know, we kind of went into this thinking it's going to be a two-year deal, uh, unless I just have an a crazy, you know,
1: a crazy season
0: after year one and, and able to uh, put my name in the NFL draft.
1: So, got a question here from Jack. You've only been in Lincoln, obviously, for a couple of days. You were here earlier for your visit when you came with your dad. What are your thoughts of Lincoln after being here uh, now a couple of times? So uh, I'm actually pretty impressed,
0: I would say, the last few days, because when I came a few weeks ago, I was by myself and with my dad, and it really was kind of like a ghost town. It was like nine degrees. Nobody was here. (laughs) And uh, I really couldn't see everything that I wanted to see as far as campus because it was closed. Um, And it was nighttime when I got in and then I left the next day, um, you know, after kind of walking around, but I will say since I've been back, I came back on Sunday night a few days ago. And, um, as of today, I've already kind of driven around the city and, uh, just seen a little bit more of the campus. And, uh, I actually like it. It kind of reminds me of Norman. Um, but there's a lot of food places. There's a lot of shops. I mean, honestly, for me, all I need is a football facility, a nice place to stay. And, you know, I like to go to the movies and the arcade. So, um, I think it has everything that I need, and uh, I'm actually pretty impressed with you know, how,
1: how tight-knit uh, the community is, and there's a lot of food places. Jose has a question here for you. Have you run the option? Can you run the option? Have you, is that part of your game? Yes. So um, last year, 2021, I would like to
0: say this, because this has kind of been floating around for the uh, last few months. So in 2021, this previous season, uh, a lot of people labeled me as just a thrower. Um, it's funny cause my first few years at Texas before I started to play a lot, a lot of people were labeled me as a runner. So I'm able to throw and run. Um, so I consider myself a dual threat. Um, I actually grew up under center and running the option because my dad ran the option when he was in college at Oklahoma under Barry Switzer. So he ran the wishbone and the option. So growing up, all I knew how to do was be under center, run the option in the wishbone until I was like 12 or 13 years old then I started to become more of a passing quarterback after I was 13 and then in high school I was 50-50 I had um, a lot of passing yards a lot of running yards and I was in a system that uh, does a lot of the option stuff and also has drop back pass so honestly like I said that's what led to me coming to Nebraska was because Scott Frost is very familiar with the option and running and then Mark Whipple has the pro style passing so Yes, I can do both. And um, for anybody who wants to watch football or uh, wants to do their own research, all you have to do is watch, you know, my high school film from 2014 to 2017. And then my first few years at UT, I
1: I ran a lot as well. So 633 uh, people right now watching us live right now. By the way, Casey, as uh, we continue through the live chat, I got to ask you another Oklahoma question. Um, Barry Switzer, an iconic figure, a lot of Nebraska fans familiar with Barry how many times did you meet Barry Switzer growing up, and do you have any funny uh, Barry Switzer stories from um, your Oklahoma ties?
0: Um, yeah, so Barry Switzer and my dad, obviously they're very close because he coached my dad. When he was in college, he also recruited him. Um, I've been to Barry's house, and I've sat down with uh, him and his wife in their living room a few times. Uh, Barry Switzer actually is someone that come. He came to my high school games, and he also came to some of my college games just to support me. And uh, he, he came to my senior night, you know, in high school. Uh, he would come to some of my homecoming games. So, yeah, he's someone who definitely has uh, been supportive. And I uh, obviously have a lot of respect for him because of, you know, the legendary coach that he is and just the amazing person he's been to me and my family and also for my dad. Uh, funny story. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Story that I think, can think of with Coach Switzer is um, when in 2009 or eight. Uh, sophomore high school back in Oklahoma Uh, my brother was uh was starting there he was a starting quarterback and uh he was at a camp and uh he forgot my brother's name and then I saw him a few years later and sometimes he would call me like by my brother's name he'll call me Kendall and then my dad told me a story um when Barry Switzer was recruiting my dad in high school he pulled up to Lawton High School in a limousine with the fur coat on so that's probably the funniest story I can think of. That was back
1: in the '80s. It's probably a little different now. So, <laughs> we got another question here, and this is a unique one about Nebraska's season. You guys will open in Ireland. Seth wants to know, what do you feel? Uh, how do you feel about playing in Ireland to open the 2022 season?
0: I'm excited. It's I think it's the first college football game of the season. So it's I believe it's August 27th uh, in Dublin, Ireland. It's at a really nice stadium. Um, so I've looked it up and I've done. You know, obviously research on the area, but, you know, I've I've never played overseas. I've definitely, I haven't even been overseas, um, just in general. Uh, I've been wanting to go anyways, but then COVID hit in 2020, kind of shut down. the, you know, the travel policies and stuff like that. But I'm excited and uh, my family's excited to travel to Ireland. So I I hope that they keep the game on uh, as scheduled and they don't move it, you
1: know, because of COVID protocols. So I'm excited about that. All right, Josiah's got a great question. Uh, You're going to be going from the Big 12 to the Big 10. What do you think the biggest adjustment is going to be with the defenses in the Big 10 versus the Big 12?
0: Right. Um, The biggest adjustments, I believe, uh, from talking to people who have coached and played in this conference, um, is that the defensive line uh, play in the Big 10. Uh, They're very active. They're physical, uh, strong players here in the Big 10 as far as the defensive fronts. Um, but as far as defenses uh, in the Big Ten, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of four down defenses, and you see a lot of uh, more base coverages. Uh, for those who don't know, the base coverages include Cover Four, Cover Three, Cover One. Uh, you see a little bit of Cover Two, uh, also known as Cloud. Um, but in the Big Twelve, you know you have teams like Oklahoma State and Baylor and Iowa State. They play three down fronts. You know they play a three three five defense, um, drop eight coverages, and it's a lot harder to. Uh, you know, throw the ball deep, you know, and tack downfield, and be able to get the ball into those passing lanes. And so, I would say the biggest difference would be the the, the size of the interior, uh, the front seven, the defensive line, and then the coverages on the back end. I think in the Big Ten uh, are more sound,
1: uh, a little bit more simple. But I think that the uh, the athletes definitely stand out as well in the Big Ten. Got a question about the cold? And I mean, you played in the Big Twelve. You've been in Kansas in the month of November. Uh, what do you think about playing in the cold weather environments? Uh, I mean, I'm from
0: Oklahoma City, so um, we can get four seasons in one day in Oklahoma. Uh, I've played and practiced in 100-degree weather, and I've also played uh, as low as like 15 degrees. So I remember one time in high school, um, sophomore high school, we were playing against Jinx in the playoffs, and it was November, and we had to practice and play in like 10 or 15-degree weather. So I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm used to it as far as the past few years at Texas because It's like 60 and 70 degrees in in January, but um, I've definitely played in the cold growing up my whole life, and I'm used to the snow, and so uh, I don't think it'll be a big deal for me, Um, but the biggest adjustment, you know, you see, there's so much stuff they have now for quarterbacks and football players. I mean, there's hand warmers, there's heated socks, they got heated benches, they got blow torches on the sideline, you know, they have all kinds of stuff and ways to keep the footballs and hands warm, so I think it'll be fun.
1: Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Got a question here as well. We got a few minutes left with Casey Thompson as you're watching our live chat brought to you by Sandhills Hills Global and powered by ABM. This is from Grant. Um, he said he wants to know, have you talked to Chubba? Chubba just announced for Nebraska. I'm not sure if Chubba's in town yet, but have you had a chance to meet or talk with Chubba Purdy yet? Uh, no, I haven't talked to him myself, but um, Nebraska
0: laid out the plan from day one. Um, they said they were going to take two quarterbacks um, a month ago, so I knew that they were going to take someone, and they've actually, they actually recruited him, I believe, um, around the same time or before I got in the portal, so – uh, he's already been kind of getting re- recruited by them. And uh, so, you know, he has four years of eligibility left, and I have two. So that kind of that kind of separates us as far as um, age difference and eligibility-wise. And uh, I'm excited to compete with him, and uh, I'll be welcoming him and congratulating him. I believe he's supposed to be here uh, on Wednesday or Thursday. So I'm not sure when he'll be here yet, but uh, I haven't met him personally, and I have not talked to him yet, though. No
1: in today's portal era, how hard do you think it is for a school to really convince two good guys like yourself to come in? Because yeah. you know Nebraska might be one of the only ones that's pulled it off this year.
0: Well, I mean, for, first and foremost, you have to be honest on both ends. You have to tell each other what you're looking for. And then you also have to lay out a plan. If you can lay out a plan for me, you know, and, and tell me, hey, this is what it's going to be. If you come here and here's the opportunity that you have, you know, you're either going to you're going to come in. You're going to compete, or you're going to wait your turn, or you know whatever the case may be. We're going to, you know, plug you in this way. If if you can lay out a you know plan, an opportunity for someone, I think that they would uh, they would come. But you know, if you say, hey, we're only going to take one guy, and whoever comes in is going to be the starter, or we're going to take two of you and compete. You know, I just think you have to be open and honest about what the plan is, and lay everything out, and then it's up for the player to make the decision of. Yeah, that's it. That's something that I would like to do. I want to take my chances, or no, I'm going to go somewhere else. You know, and uh, I've not talked to you about this last night, but uh, OU, OU actually reached out to me as well. And like I said, it came down to OU and Nebraska the last few weeks for me. And uh, the reason why I chose Nebraska was because I thought I had a, you know a better chance of um, walking into a situation that was advantageous and favorable favorable to me. Um, and like I said, you have to compete everywhere. If I would have stayed at Texas, I would have had to compete. Uh, with three or four guys I would have had to compete with Hudson Card, Quinn Ewers, um, Malik Murphy, and Charles Wright. You know there would have been five guys in the room. Here in Nebraska, you know the the guys that are here, um, you know that were behind Adrian. They've never really started or played competitive football. And then uh, Chubba coming in, he also hasn't started to play as much as well. So I would I would definitely have uh, the upper hand as far as experience goes. And uh, like I said, I'm I'm excited to compete, but. I just think you have to be honest to recruits and the players about
1: what their role is coming in and what the plan, uh, what the plan is. All right, uh, next question: uh, What number do you plan to wear? And this is from Cassidy.
0: I oh, wear number eleven, <laughs> so I'm excited about that. And uh, you already
1: got it locked up.
0: I locked it up. Yeah, I I, uh, I told them before I committed that I want to get number eleven. So that's the number that I I wore that in high school. I wore it in middle school. I wore it back in elementary, and that's uh, just a number that means uh, a lot to me. Uh, my older brother Kendall Thompson wore that number growing
1: up, and uh, that's you know one of the reasons why I wear it as well. Got another question here from Jeff. He wants to know: Have you been clocked in a forty recently?
0: No, not recently. Uh, I've been clocked in a ten-yard split um, in winter workouts. Past few off-season, I clocked at a. A one five four on a ten yard split, um, and that's supposed to translate to the forty. Uh, it's somewhere around a four, a four or five forty, I would say. On average, I probably run a four five or a four six. Uh, my fastest ever forty was a a four four four. Um, my trainer, Ron Brown, actually clocked that. I don't know how accurate that is. Um, <laughs> an official time that I would say that I go by was a four five zero,
1: and uh, on average, I probably run close to a, a late four five. Low four six. Let's see. Uh, running through the questions. I had another random question. A guy wanted to know what is your favorite pair of shoes you own? Are you a so, sh- big shoe guy? You yeah, guys. So I'm actually still working on my shoe collection. Um,
0: and I wasn't able to. I never usually like would spend my my extra money on shoes, but it's something that uh, I'm start, I'm starting to. Trying to build and grow now, but my favorite pair, I would say, my favorite pair of Jordans all time would be the Concord Elevens, the high tops. Um, I like Jordan Elevens; those are my favorite with the patent leathers. And then my favorite pair of Nikes that I own right now would be the Nike Space Hippie Fours. They're made out of like fifty percent recycled fabric, so those are my two pair. And then my favorite designer shoe um, is I like I like the uh, I like the Christian Louis batons. They're also known as Red Bottoms, but they're they're like the low-top suede with spikes. Uh, I like the all-black
1: pair and all-red pair as well. Got a question here from Brandon. Wants to know what leadership qualities can you bring to Nebraska? Um, I believe that uh, I'm able to bring work ethic, uh,
0: accountability, um, maturity, and then uh, I'm a football player and a quarterback. Uh, you know, someone who possesses the leadership capabilities of being able to uh, relate to the guys in the locker room and on staff and uh, being able to push people and uh, and hold people accountable while also being coachable. Um, but I would say for sure my work ethic and maturity are probably my two best leadership qualities and just being able to get close with the guys.
1: Casey, we've had a lot of comments from Texas fans that just wanted to wish you well, said they thank you for what you did at Texas and uh, they're going to miss you in Austin uh, here this upcoming year. Tell them I said, thank you.
0: I'm I, uh, not able to respond to every message that I get, you know, on social media, but I appreciate everybody who has been supportive and uh, who has reached out and has given me, you know, any type of word of encouragement and uh, who who also has been people who have also been positive. Um, so thank you guys. And uh, I appreciate everything that you guys have done for me and will continue to do for the University of Texas. Like I said, I have a lot of respect for the university and the fan base.
1: Well, hey, Casey, this has been a lot of fun. I think we peaked out at almost 800 live viewers at one time watching the live stream. So uh, a lot of interest today uh, to hear your first interview here in Nebraska as you start your journey. Uh, I know classes started today, and uh, we're going to get to see plenty of you here when, when spring football starts next month.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Like, like you said, February 28th will be the first day of spring ball, and uh, the spring game will be April 9th, I believe. So I hope to see everyone there.
1: And I'm excited for this opportunity and uh, moving forward and go Big Red. Well, thanks again to Casey Thompson for joining us here in this special Husker Online live chat. This interview was brought to you by Sandhills Global, powered by ABM. If you have equipment to sell, sell it at auctiontime.com.